0: I-V-M. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 105th episode of Shunia One. Our guest this week is Matthew Scott Heller. Matthew is the Chief Innovation Officer at Alex Therapeutics. We had a really fun conversation talking about unwanted habits and how Alex, the AI companion that they have created, is going to help improve people's healthcare. Give it a listen. I think it's a really fun conversation.
1: Welcome to the show, Matthew. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for
2: having me, guys. Really excited.
1: Welcome to Mumbai. Thank you. Yeah? Thank you, yeah.
2: (laughs) How has the welcome been so far? Oh, boy. It has been eye-opening. Yeah? It has been eye-opening. Why would you say that? This is just completely different from where I come from. In all senses of that word. I mean, look, I thrive on chaos, Mm -hmm. but I've never experienced chaos like this. And that's coming from somebody who lives near New York City. Okay? Okay. Wow. So this is truly eye-opening. <laughs> wow. You
0: know? How does it compare to, have you, have you been elsewhere in India yet so far?
2: Yeah, so I, I've i had a, quite the itinerary the past few okay. weeks. So I flew into Delhi, mm-hmm. out to Dubai, back into Delhi, to Bangalore, okay. now to Mumbai, mm-hmm. and then back to Delhi. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, I've been all over. And admittedly, I must tell you, I thought my entire trip was going to be in northern India uh-huh. until I realized that Bangalore is in southern India. <laughs> so I am a complete <laughs> fool, and I will be the first to admit that. <laughs> So, yeah, I've gotten a good sense of northern and southern. Yeah,
1: and it's a big country.
2: Yeah, it's great. You could you can really sense the difference. Mm-hmm. Coming from naive eyes, you can really sense the difference in culture mm-hmm. from the north to the south. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I, I see that. I agree with that. I think that uh, it's one of the things that makes it kind of interesting, right? I mean, like, it's not just one country. It's a bunch of
2: countries. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I wish I had more time. The truth is that I wish I had more time to spend with families mm-hmm. in the North and the South to really get a sense of the cultural differences that go on inside the home. Because I've been in the cities where right, I'm seeing right. things, you know, I'm not getting immersed. I'm just, I'm watching like mm-hmm. an outsider. Mm-hmm. And that's what you feel yeah, like I, as I an think, outsider.
0: Also, I think like, yeah. you know, once you get into Bombay, Delhi, Bangalore cities, right? I mean, like these are essentially large metro cities. They're international okay. cities in that way, right? Yeah. So uh, they are different. They're uniquely Indian. Absolutely, yeah. But I mean, like there are a lot of commonalities between like uh, Bombay and cities in the U.S., right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I am planets away from the United States okay.
0: right now.
2: So, yes, I mean, you're absolutely right. But I, I'm i just, again, like I'm experiencing this like a like a child right, right with fresh eyes. Right. And I can't. The United States is the furthest thing on my mind right now. Wow. <laughs> so, right?
1: so tell us where have you originally
2: been and yeah. tell us the story of what Alex's Doing absolutely, yeah. And who is Alex? Who is Alex? That's a, those are all great questions. So, who, who am I? Where did I come from? Yeah. I'm from New Jersey. Okay. If you couldn't get it from my accent. I am not born and raised in Sweden. Oh. So, I was born and raised, you know, about 10 miles, so not too many kilometers, mm-hmm. about 15 kilometers outside of New York City. And, um,
1: New Jersey, we know, because we have a lot of Indians. Do you? You do,
0: actually. You (laughs) do. Some of my
2: best friends growing up are from India.
0: uh, So there is a, uh, I I don't know what you call it, but like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J.
2: Yeah. American
0: born confused, they see emigrated from... Emigrated from Gujarat, Happy, and Jersey. Oh, and my it goes all the way goodness.
2: The Have you guys been to New Jersey? Oh, many I times. Know. Okay. I was going to ask why, because the, the joke is that you never want to come to New Jersey. So I, uh, <laughs> but it's actually a wonderful place.
0: <laughs> but, uh, so, I used to live in Philadelphia,
2: so driving oh, you to did. New York. You're nearby. So, you're a cheesesteak fan. Uh, yes, I guess I am. Well, well then Pats or Geno's? Uh, Geno's. Okay. Almost Interesting. always Gino's. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Gino's. I like Pats. I
0: think Pats and Geno's both kind of suck, but always Geno's. Oh, that's the, the truth. Family. I'm glad we're getting to the real <laughs> point now, <David. laughs>
2: They do got to suck. So, all right. So, Philly is close to home for me. Uh I'm Northern Jersey. I spend most of my time in New England. Mm -hmm. So, I went to school in Providence. I went to school in Boston. And uh, long story short, I mean, the the connection with Alex came together through a collaboration in graduate school. Uh Um, So I was at graduate school at Brown University, and part of my thesis involved a collaboration with the Alex team. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing led to another, and um, we found that the the two co-founders of Alex, we had a very similar vision, uh, based on past life experiences, Mm -hmm. uh, a vision for healthcare, interest in technology, and a passion for creating something new. Mm -hmm. And I think that all kind of just coalesced into one big whole. And uh, that's how we kind of we joined forces. Mm-hmm. Uh, but getting into the meat and potatoes of it, I think what really happened was that when Alex was founded, the in- Alex was always founded as a Swedish company, mm-hmm. but really born to be a global entity. Right. So you know, coming on board, you know, the plan has always been an expansion. Right. Um, so that's how I got from New Jersey to to Stockholm. Yeah. And, and now, then, to Mumbai, huh? now to <laughs> Mumbai. Now to Mumbai. Yeah. So I I just spent three months in Stockholm. Wow. So I lived there all summer. The team and I worked closely together. And uh, we are the middle of our international expansion. Okay. So I am now based in Boston. So Alex is going to have our, our our global offices, our global mm-hmm. headquarters mm-hmm. in Boston, and our headquarters with you know our CEO and our CTO um, and our development team we're back in Stockholm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about the product. And again, why is it called Alex? Absolutely. Why is it called Alex? <laughs> so here's what we're doing. You know, we we like to sum it up really simply. We, we're really on a mission to help a billion people break unwanted habits. And, um, you know, when you think about it, humans are robots. Mm-hmm. We really are. You know, we, we have behaviors that are entrenched at the very fabric of who we are. And we don't think about it. We just mm-hmm. do it. That's just right. part of being a human being. Mm-hmm. And that comes down to anything. Eating, smoking, when you sleep, you know, when you go out with your friends. These these behaviors are so seeped into the core of who we mm-hmm. are um, that some of them have such detrimental impacts on our health mm-hmm. that we are so naive to them. Too, it's too late. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Uh, so, Alex was developed, I mean, look, with a lot of things in mind. You know, our, our founding team, you know, you know, had problems in the family with certain alcoholic mm-hmm. disorders. I myself had a bat of bad habits that probably should have killed me that I managed to overcome. So, this is the vision that I was talking about all coalescing, yeah. right? Yeah. This merged into this platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what is the platform? So, what we develop is a mobile AI companion, Okay, mm-hmm. and the reason I'm saying it like that is very important. Healthcare is in the middle of really a paradigm shift, mm-hmm. where you know you go to a doctor and you get care, and you go back to the doctor in two weeks, in three weeks, in six weeks, and you get more care, et cetera. And you get a list of what you can do in between that. Mm-hmm. But do you follow those instructions? Yeah, sometimes. But you know what's missing? There's no engagement. Right. You know, you, your doctor can't sit there and text you at all the time. That's a limitation of healthcare. Right. right? Resources are so finite mm-hmm. that there's nothing going on. So that critical window. There's no engagement. There's nothing to improve outcomes, to improve the way care is delivered. And that's what we're really focusing on, a mobile companion to supplement what is going on in the office for patients that can't access doctors because of cost, Mm -hmm. because of availability, for mental health reasons, because of stigma. People don't want to go get mental health because they don't want, God forbid, their friend, their family, their employer to know that they're seeking out Mm -hmm. this care. Mm -hmm. So Alex in and of itself is a mobile companion to help all of these people seeking care but aren't going to get it. Why Alex? Alexander the Great. The savior of mankind. That's really the goal of what we want to do here Mm -hmm. is develop a platform that patients can use without having to feel uncomfortable about going to get something that they don't want people to know about. Hmm. Okay,
1: Interesting. And how do you actually, I mean, I can understand there's a lot of tech behind this. Uh, How do you actually get people
2: to sort of change or break their habits absolutely absolutely have you guys heard of cognitive behavioral therapy yes i have yeah so this is a really big paradigm so you know just to tell you guys so my background's in neuroscience and um so you know my background has been in you know developing new modulatory technique techniques uh for drug addiction mm-hmm. okay so developing new care paradigms based on you know non-invasive neuromodulation developing new drugs to help alter the way the nervous system functions mm-hmm. um to treat drug addictions okay so if you're going to talk to a psychiatrist you know, a clinical neuroscientist, a psychologist, you know, a lot of them, you know, beyond pharmacological treatment options, pills, okay? Cognitive behavioral therapy is going to be the modern technique. So as opposed, exactly, as opposed to psychoanalytic techniques um, to help a patient change their behavior by recognizing the underlying thoughts that affect behavioral outcomes, okay? Mm -hmm. So what's our goal? Our goal is essentially stop that habit in its tracks by helping a patient recognize the thoughts that lead to certain actions that become entrenched as a behavior all right, all right. so how does the platform work mm-hmm. what we're doing is we're literally digitizing that entire process mm-hmm. cognitive behavioral therapy Okay, so the way we like to describe it is, you know, we're sort of we're we're at the interface of design, technology and psychology. So Mm -hmm. taking the paradigm of cognitive behavioral therapy and digitizing it in a very, very user friendly user interface Mm -hmm. to a point where we can help patients address the underlying psychological, motivational, situational, circumstantial triggers that what I was alluding to before becomes so robotic that we don't think about it.
0: It's interesting. We have right. a show on our network called The Habit Coach, right? The idea is how do we create better habits for ourselves? Sure. And uh, there are a bunch of things that the guy talks about. Uh, There's a guy named Ashton Doctor. He does a really fun show for us. But a bunch of things that he talks about which I think are kind of interesting, right? I mean, like the idea that uh, how do you make yourself go to the gym or work out every day yeah. in the morning? Just fold yeah. your clothes and put them away so that, uh, put them right, right next to your bed so when you wake up in the morning the first thing you do is you get dressed for gym. Right. right? I mean, like that kind of stuff so I think that uh, it is a uh, it's a space where I'm seeing a lot of really kind of interesting thinking going
2: on there's a ton of interesting things going on you know we the way we develop this platform you know with the long-term vision of it becoming a platform technology mm-hmm. so getting the user interface down is absolutely crucial and that it's been a success so far in the sense of you know the best part of this whole thing other than having success and preliminary piloting showing that this works is when patients come back and say how much they love using Alex mm-hmm. and that's really exciting for yeah. us right because ultimately nothing means anything if people don't like to use it Yeah. Um, But in the future. Right. So we're starting with smoking cessation. Mm -hmm. So our first platform, our first product is live right now for smoking cessation. But, you know, the goal is to expand into in a ton of different clinical directions. And when I say clinical directions, really what I mean are what are habits that have a direct medical outcome? Right. So I'll give you an example. Obesity. Right. Obesity is an all encompassing issue, but at its very core, right, sugar overconsumption, Mm -hmm. poor eating habits, not understanding the macronutrient composition of the food choices you're making. These are all things that can be influenced by behavioral modification. Right, that go way over our head because we don't think about it because that pizza looks so good, even though I already had pizza in the morning. All right, it's there, I'll do it again. <laughs> right, but coming to recognize that maybe there's an underlying psychological trigger, yeah. right, or a situational trigger, right, around certain friends that leads to these certain behavioral outcomes. Right, if we can recognize them, we can break them, we can change them, right, and we can perpetuate that into a new lifestyle change. So that is at the very core of what Alex is working on here.
1: Wow, and j- just to talk about what you've already launched—the sure. how to—I mean, you're helping people quit
2: smoking. Absolutely, right? yep.
1: Uh, how how has
2: it been? Tell us about you know, it's, what's yeah, been the success. So it's far. been really exciting. So, you know, we were launched in Stockholm, and yeah, the other platform was launched about a year ago um, in Northern Europe, right? So, we've been live in, in Sweden, in Finland, in Norway, in Denmark, in the UK, and in Germany, mm-hmm. and uh, we're really excited. We've amassed about thirty thousand users so far. And of all of the patients who complete our one to two week program, one to three week program, depending on, you know, it's all personalized. Mm-hmm. So based yeah. on who you are, how much you smoke, we create a personalized de-escalation plan.
1: It's, okay. it's automatic, right? It, it's, it's the
2: tech builds. Correct. So this is all based on artificial intelligence and machine learning and predictive analytics, a lot of behavioral economics, all molded into one, you know, very coherent technological back end. And uh, so of the, you know, of the patients who have completed the one to two week program, we've gotten a 57% success rate so far. So oh. we're really excited in the short term. And and that's unheard of compared to yeah. some of these other trials that are out there. So we have a lot of work to do because look, when you're talking <laughs> about introducing any product that is straddling health and wellness and healthcare, you're going to have issues with compliance. Right. It's just of the name course. of the but, game, yeah. right? So we can't come here and say, yeah, 30,000 people used our product and 57% of all of them, achieved complete smoking cessation. Right. You're never going to get a number yeah. like that. Right. But of the ones who complete the program, even if it's ten percent of that, right. that's really exciting yeah, as yeah, a, yeah. you know in the short term. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Hmm. And that is and when you say people are doing this, obviously I understand there's a lot of science and CBT yep. as a technique is uh, is what you're building. Right. But tell us a little about the the, the actual tech of the app or uh, the the experience of it. How do Absolutely. you really, How does it really work?
2: Absolutely. So Alex, in and of itself, it, it's an app, right? Okay. So that's the way we like to do. It, which becomes really difficult. I have to just add this because when you're talking about a product, like I said, that that is becoming a you know a validated medical product. Right. When you say the word app, it has a negative connotation a lot of the time. Why? So? Oh. Right. So I'll get into you know our business model and what we're working mm-hmm. on, but when you're talking with healthcare professionals, I mean, the term app, I mean, I I guess I have to consider myself a millennial as much as I don't want to. When you think of an app, you're thinking of Facebook, you're thinking of Instagram, right? You're not thinking of an FDA cleared software as a medical device that's going to be provided by a prescriber and reimbursed by a payer, Mm. right? So that term app, you really just have to be careful. Fundamentally, with that being said, Alex is an app. Okay, <laughs> so that, that is what we are. I feel better calling it an AI, oh. but I want people to understand what it is. What it is, yeah, where do you get it? Right, so as an app, okay, you're interacting with the app as though you're interacting with the therapist. Mm-hmm. And that's really important, okay? So what we're doing here, and, and what, my C, what our CEO John and I talk about all the time is, you know, the most important part of all of this is digitizing the therapeutic alliance, mm-hmm. okay? The therapeutic alliance is the concept. When you're going to get care with your provider, you know, It's ultimately a function of the relationship with that provider. Yeah. Right. You're not going to listen to somebody you don't like. Yeah. I'll tell you from firsthand experience, I've met a number of doctors and I don't like them. I'm not going to listen to a word they're yeah. saying. It's yeah. just the reality of who it is.
0: Yeah.
2: Digitizing that is crucial. Like yeah. I was saying before, what kind of engagement is going on at that critical window of vulnerability in between clinical sessions? The answer, a lot of the time, nothing. Okay. So how, mm-hmm. how, how would you even do that? Right? Exactly. I mean, I'm
0: just thinking because, I mean, like, you know, you don't know uh, me and Sheila Ditya are different people. Right. right. Uh, we have different kinds of likes and dislikes. You don't know who's who until we start interacting with your app in some way,
2: right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So you, once you start interacting with the app, you can tell right off the bat you're not interacting with a human, mm-hmm. right? which is understandable. Right. But what you're doing is you're interacting with software that is coming to recognize all of the habits that are making you you. Okay. Okay, So on the back end, what is happening is all of this information that you're willing to provide Mm -hmm. based on all the security measures that we have in place is essentially being put into a repository of you. Mm. Okay. So it's your data. It's data about what are the underlying psychological components of your decision making. Mm. What are the different motivations that lead you to want to quit smoking? Right. Okay. What are the certain circumstantial excuse me circumstantial incidences mm-hmm. that are leading to your smoking? You know, mm. is it when you're out with friends, when you've just went you know and you had a big meal, when you are stressed, when you're happy, and amassing all of this data? Okay. Mm-hmm. On the back end, the tech infrastructure compiles, like I called before a personalized de-escalation plan. Right. And that's how we come to develop a program that's unique to your situation.
1: Nice.
2: From there, we're not saying, okay, you've entered all this information, you're going to quit smoking tomorrow. Cold turkey never works. You still okay? have to work on it, yeah. If you read the literature, cold turkey, I mean, it works for some people, but you can't look at it as a standardized tool right. that could work for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, it comes down to developing a plan of action that is most beneficial to the individual. Mm-hmm. Right. So personalization is a really, really big part of this
1: interesting and you mentioned earlier about your business model
2: like absolutely
1: now i mean it's all science and uh, you know and tech but then obviously as a as a medical practice it has to make sense uh, as a business so So this is
2: the exciting part so this there's a lot to talk about here and um let me let me let me approach it this way okay developing alex the the mission in mind is to develop a brand Hmm. that's the goal okay Hmm. um we can look at this from one of two ways okay as a Westerner, I have to look at my experience, right, in the Western world because that's where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. But look, we, we have two really big, you know, ecosystems, I'm going to say that are, that are developing and more than developing, they're evolving. Okay. We're going to talk about the health and the wellness space, right? Mm-hmm. We'll call it self care. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about the healthcare space, okay. right? There's obvious differences, yeah. right? If you go on the app store in the United States, and I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sure if the same applies in India, you will find hundreds of thousands of apps that claim to have medical value. Okay. Yeah. The problem is that probably 85% of them are snake oil. Mm-hmm. They have no validation. They're making a claim that can't be yep. supported by evidence-based science. We're going to call it hard clinical science. Mm-hmm. But they're making a claim based on some back-end development that thinks that this is going to work for people. Mm-hmm. Maybe it does work for people. Maybe it works for a few people. But unless it's validated, that's all it's ever going to be. It's something that could potentially work for a few people. And to the others, it's probably snake oil. Yeah. Then we have the other end of the spectrum. Okay. Healthcare technology. All right. I mentioned before a really a fundamental paradigm shift that's happening in healthcare, where physicians are are, you know, since the early days of medicine, the institution of healthcare has always been training physicians to recognize how to treat a disease that yeah. is already existing physiologically within the body yeah. as a distinct approach from preventing the incidence of the disease altogether. Okay. Yeah. So that shift is really ongoing right now with preventative care. Right. And what's facilitating this transformation? Digital technology. Yeah. Okay. Apps, as much as I hate to say the yeah, word. Right, yeah. So in the United States, this is becoming recognized as a field. Hmm. Digital therapeutics are evidence-based, high-quality, software-driven digital hmm. interventions that can treat, that can prevent, that can manage, and that can diagnose disease. Okay. okay? This, this is the standardized definition provided by the Digital <laughs> Therapeutics Alliance. Wow. So okay. the reason I'm giving you all this background is because Alex is really interested in straddling both of those opportunities. Hmm. We want to be a consumer brand because we want to be approachable. I mean, yeah, right. there are no healthcare products out there that are really sticky, right? right? So I'm not looking at this purely from a business angle, but really from a consumer angle of wanting to help as many people as possible. Oh, yeah. Branding is as important to us as becoming a software as a medical device that physicians can provide because mm. that's crucial. The future of medicine is not going to be just going to a doctor and getting a pill. Yeah. That pill will have a digital engagement platform supplementing it, mm. if not supplanting it all together, yeah. okay? Yeah. So as far as, I'm rambling because there is so much to say about this.
1: No, no, I can imagine. In
2: terms of the business model, look, we're looking at this from five different angles. Mm -hmm. And I'll walk you through each of them just to give you a sense of really where this field is moving. Mm -hmm. The first one, I'll start with the most complicated, is the healthcare angle. Mm -hmm. Okay? Alex is already a CE-certified class one software medical device. And what we have going on right now is our preliminary validation studies. Mm -hmm. So we're doing this from two approaches. Mm -hmm. We're doing a retrospective validation of the data that's been collected and anonymized Mm -hmm. from real-world data collected from users to validate the platform's efficacy Mm -hmm. as a new AI tool. Mm -hmm. for behavioral modification that means we're working backwards taking this data Mm -hmm. and proving that it works Mm -hmm. but we're also in the middle of validating our platform prospectively which means partnering with varieties of institutions around the world from the Karolinska institute in sweden Mm -hmm. potentially to columbia university medical center brown university etc to validate the platform prospectively towards Mm -hmm. an fda clearance Mm -hmm. this is anticipating the future of medicine where doctors will literally be They'll be prescribing apps, as ridiculous as that sounds.
1: Yeah. Okay, so that's
2: the reason I'm starting here is because this is down the line. Yeah. Okay, we see a future when insurance companies are going to be reimbursing apps based on their values and their outcomes, okay? Yeah, I can... So that's one angle. Okay, number two is corporate wellness, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm going to use smoking as a perfect example, okay? The smoking-related comorbidities and expenditures throughout the United States... Okay. Not only that, but also the absenteeism as a result of employees who smoke. If I tell you the number, it's pretty sickening. It's upwards of a couple hundred billion dollars. Oh, you're serious. It's really, really bad. That's because smoking leads to a variety of comorbidities, Mm -hmm. you know, cardiovascular disorders, strokes. These are all a result of smoking. Okay. So the reason I'm saying this is that employers, okay, will spend significant amount of money on Mm -hmm. corporate wellness plans to provide new technological opportunities for their employees to quit. Okay, wow. there are some really big companies out there, Virgin Pulse, who is gamifying this whole concept of of corporate wellness. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is exactly where we want to be. Nice. So what we do nice. is we have a few corporate clients right now. Uh, for example, the Swedish National Railway System, SJ is our first corporate client. Um providing Alex as an opportunity for employees to to quit smoking through our platform. Interesting. Okay? And as we expand, it's going to be crucial to us. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Number 3 is insurance. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I am still trying to wrap my head around how insurance works in India. And that's why I'm here. Because in the United States it's so complicated, mm-hmm. okay, that coming from Sweden, you know, you kinda you wish you had what Sweden has. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking <laughs> we're talking about in the United States, you know, we don't have a single payer system, mm-hmm. right? We have a very fragmented private and, and government funded insurance opportunities. But what Alex is seeking to do is to partner with insurance companies to become an add-on. To plans mm-hmm. for certain policyholders. Okay, what's interesting about insurance companies is typically a premium, a monthly payment for an insurance plan, is reflective of your lifestyle and your previous health history. Ooh, yeah. But what's really difficult is a lot of these insurance companies don't have any metrics right now right. to really get a sense of what underlying behavioral behavioral modification activities are ongoing to prevent certain health issues, okay? So Digital Therapeutics and Alex, we're looking at this like a completely new opportunity for insurance companies to recognize new ways that patients are making active efforts to change their lifestyles, Right. okay? Number four, pharmaceutical companies, okay? If you talk to any big pharmaceutical company right now, what they're going to tell you is that medicine is moving towards something called beyond the pill. Mm -hmm. Like I was saying before, you're not just going to get a pill, to treat your smoking addiction, for example. You will have an app to supplement that pill, right. okay? So partnering with pharmaceutical companies, obviously you know it allows us to leverage their distribution channels and mm. their marketing channels. Yeah. But the way we're seeing it, we don't wanna just be a pauper right. of, an, of a pharmaceutical company. What we're doing is anticipating the future when they're gonna be trying to develop their own platforms. Right, yeah. right, okay? Right. Yeah. Number five, Directly to consumers. Okay. So that brings me to the present, and that's why I worked backwards. Mm. So right now we're live in India. We recently just released a platform live on the iOS App Store, the, you know, the Google Play Store. Um, and that's been the focus. Okay. You know, is directly branding to consumers through Facebook, through Google, and getting this live directly through them. And that is how we've we've amassed our 30,000 users so far. Wow! So you can download us right now. We're free. Okay. We're free on the App Store. Okay. And, um, you know, eventually we'll we'll be releasing, you know, a a premium model.
0: Okay.
2: Um, How how do you see uh, the market here? I mean, I know we have a lot of smokers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. I mean, look, there's a couple of ways to look at that. You know, the market for smoking is huge. You know, the recent numbers I read, there are 286 million smokers in India. Okay. Nine and a half percent of all deaths in India are an indirect result of smoking. Like I was saying, as a result of cardiovascular disorders induced by smoking, 42% of all men smoke, 14% of all women. I mean, these are staggering, Mm -hmm. staggering numbers, but what's really interesting is we're finding that 55% of all smokers in India actually make at least one effort to quit Mm -hmm. every year. And that's what we care about because we can get deceived into thinking, oh my God, there's 300 million smokers. We're going to this market, but that doesn't matter how many of them want to make an active effort to quit. All right. That's the one hand. Let me tell you from another angle, digital therapeutics, because Alex ultimately intends to be a company providing a digital platform for a variety of conditions. And what's getting us most excited is this. Number one, medical pluralism in India the dispersion of care there is care that is not being able to be provided yeah. to patients right. you know there are statistics saying 14000 patients per physician i mean this is unacceptable yeah. healthcare is a basic necessity yeah. but number 2 is the innovation in telecommunications infrastructure yeah. you know we recently just met with ericsson to get a sense of their 5g connectivity yeah. right and my understanding of the amount of just uh, the availability of technical resources available for phones to work and for data to be mm-hmm. transmitted is enabling data transfer at rates we've never seen before right. yeah. so sort of this intersection of not having enough care and data being so effective with the telecommunications infrastructure i mean digital health could could really revolutionize yeah. healthcare in yeah. india more than anywhere else yeah. so we're looking at it from from both of those market perspectives
0: um, yeah, no, I think that's really yeah. cool. that's a really interesting possibility. So, I mean, like uh, telemedicine is something that people have been talking about for a long time yeah. right? in India, this idea that you can have. Uh, but that's always been like the idea that a doctor sitting in one place will be able to treat you yeah. somewhere else. Right, right. This idea that instead it's AI driven. I think that's kind of, yeah, you know, I mean, like it's a really, it's the next step, right?
2: It's definitely the next step. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'll ask you guys a rhetorical mm. question. Will AI ever replace the doctor? Uh, probably not I don't think so I really don't think so Until you know We got to a point Where the technology Is so robust right. That we can count it. But ultimately Like I said It comes down To a human relationship but, but it could also It could definitely Replace a lot Of the interaction That's true yeah. Or I mean, it can make The doctor's life easier Right Exactly yeah. I mean I probably
1: Don't ask the doctor A lot of stupid questions
2: yeah.
0: Because it was so time. time yeah. You don't
2: want to be embarrassed. Yeah, or you're yeah, just yeah. like, or yeah. you
1: just think, oh, this must be stupid. I'll look it up yeah. instead. Or in, worse, sometimes you look stuff up and you end up doing uh, the wrong never, thing. Oh, just, yeah. You
0: should never look stuff up. Yeah. yeah. You never look stuff no, up. No, that's
2: how you become a hypochondriac. Yeah. yeah. You never yeah. Look yeah. A <laughs> I know because I am one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel
0: like, you know, there should be a button on all browsers saying never show WebMD.
2: Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, telemedicine, that's <laughs> another interesting angle because it's something that we're also, you know, in the middle of implementing. Uh-huh. which is you know we we're, we're not going to make medical reco- excuse me we're not going to make medical recommendations mm-hmm. right without consulting the physician who mm-hmm. could potentially also be treating right, that patient right, right, right? right so for example in Sweden we have a relationship with doctor 24 which is a telemedicine service mm-hmm. where if a patient would yeah. like to seek additional care in the human context right. we have that opportunity available to them so that's another big opportunity that we're moving and expanding into our platform as we grow beyond just smoking cessation wow. Yeah. Yeah. Really awesome. Interesting
0: yeah. Stuff,
1: man. awesome. What are you? Uh, tell us about a little bit more about your India connections. I mean, of course, you've launched here, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, there's obviously a lot of potential here. Uh, but how? What's the next step? Where do you go from here? What What are the next steps you're making in this uh, market? And maybe uh, a shout out to folks
2: who want to know more. Where can they look you up? Absolutely. They, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, first thing, you can look me up. You can look us up, alextherapeutics.com. Okay. Um, Download
1: the app, of course.
2: Absolutely. I can give you guys my email address, and you could please include it in this, and you know, more than happy to. Um, As far as my India connection, that's a great question. Because if I could speak completely candidly right now, you know what's been most revealing about this trip? Mm -hmm. How overwhelming India is. Mm -hmm. Right? Coming here, all of these meetings lined up. I Mm mean as an entrepreneur right you want to go out and you want to meet everybody but right. there comes a point where you meet with so many people i mean how do you know which one to pick how do you know which direction to yeah. move into so uh, to be completely honest with you, i think the the priority is you know you get back to the united states i'm going to sit down and i'm really just going to kind of think this think about nothing for two minutes <laughs> and just let it all sink in about how much we just experienced right. um Look, being a little bit more pragmatic, I think the first step is this. You know, we've been in discussions with some of the big public health foundations throughout India because I'm really trying to get a sense of the regulatory landscape. Like I was saying before, we don't need an FDA clearance in the United States, but it would be tremendously beneficial towards anticipating the future of digital therapeutics. My understanding of that space in India is you don't need clearance but you know what? We want clear. It's because we want people to understand that we have went through rigorous testing to validate our platform. Yeah. So that's number one. Okay, partnering with a public health foundation mm-hmm. to get a preliminary pilot up and running in India in the controlled homogenous environment, so we can say, look, we've tested this with a couple hundred thousand patients. It's improved outcomes. This is really a validated platform. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's step one. On the commercial front, look, I, I think it's also going to come down to just getting a better sense of how to develop our brand, mm-hmm. right? Cuz that's what we want to do. We want this to become a brand and we don't want this to become a platform that people look at in a silly sense and say, right. "Oh, to change to change my behavior, why am I going to do that?" Right, right, right. And if you want to know, you know, how I think we're going to go about doing that, I think it comes down to a little bit of incentivization, mm-hmm. okay? Patients ultimately have to quit by their own volition. We right. can't tell you to quit smoking, yeah. right? Your physician can if you've had, you know, three heart attacks, <laughs> but ultimately it needs to come from within. If it's yeah, not coming from within, it's not coming from anywhere, yeah. all right? So that that's got to be step 2. It is working with some of the larger companies out here, right, whether it's Amazon, whether it's Walmart, to develop a little bit of an an Incenti. incentivization schemata, mm-hmm. right, where a patient might have access to other opportunities if they make this legitimate effort to change their lifestyle, mm-hmm. all right? So, these are the things that we're looking into right now. Um, and other Wouldn't
0: than, that be better accomplished through like, the insurance company partnerships than, like, Flipkart or uh, Walmart or Amazon?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely.
1: No, why not? Cash back if you quit smoking. Yeah, I mean, like, something yeah. like
2: that. Something <laughs> like that is a possibility. I mean, you're not wrong about the insurance landscape. Mm-hmm. I'll just be completely honest with you. And this will transition into the third thing. Right, I right. don't understand it well enough. Okay. Okay. And now, that's. I gotta, don't think anyone. <laughs> does. Well, good. I'm glad that I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't think insurance was meant to be understood, frankly. Yeah. You're I just supposed to pay it and hope yes, you don't get sick, yeah, and that's Exactly. That's exactly. Here, here, here's step three, and you know, I, I'm excited to tell you guys about this. I mean, look, here's what we're in the middle of doing. All right. We we have you know our two founders and our and our R and D situated back in Stockholm. I'm in Boston these days, right? So I'm leading all of our international expansion and our clinical validation from Boston. And you know, we're live in India. No, we're we're making an effort, a full blown effort to move into India. But the reality is dictating that is if I'm leading international expansion, it's going to be really difficult for me to get, it, you know, get Alex to succeed in two markets. Right. Mm-hmm. So the next step becomes really looking into a team here, yep. okay? Nice. Which means hiring people that understand the cultural nuances of healthcare, you know, all the technicalities of insurance, all the technicalities of validating platforms, mm-hmm. right? Understanding the, you know, the technicalities and the language specifications and the privacy and security measures that go into a digital health platform in India. I mean, this, these are really priorities for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so hiring, you know, and meeting the right people—that's going to be crucial.
1: Awesome! Yeah. Brilliant! Yeah. We are yeah. going to send some information I your way, of course. <laughs> People who are listening in, uh, definitely. Will. Uh, and if you are smoking and want to try quit smoking, you should download the app. Yes, you should. You and can find
2: you us yeah directly in the app store. If you just search Alex A L E X Health A okay. B A is an Apple B is in boy. Yeah, okay. and I believe it should come up directly like that in the app store and Google Play. All
0: right, cool guys. Please and do download it. it. Quit smoking; it'll be good
2: for you.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. Matthew, thank you so much. This was this was amazing. Yeah. And, thank you so much, guys. And uh, you really have like a lot happening. So I'm going to wish you like all the best uh, for your trip back home. And of course. Thank you so uh, much. Of course, what Alex can do here.
2: Thank you so much. I will be at the Asia Health 2019 conference in Delhi. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be between, what are the dates for that? October 15th through the 18th, I believe.
0: Okay, I think so, this was probably going to come out after that. 15th through the 18th okay. is three right. days from now.
2: Okay, well, if not, yeah. I hope to see you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, just a quick reminder, everybody, please do sign up for our Slack channel. Go to ivmpodcast.com slash junior1. There's a link over there saying join the Slack, join that channel, and uh, you know participate. Also, please do do a review on iTunes and uh, well, whatever you're listening to this podcast, right? that kind of does help.
1: All right. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, guys.